Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Baskin and Phelps. Coming up in 18 minutes, we're going to make Jeff Thomas do it. At noon, Sam Amico from HoopsWire.com. Cavs in Washington tonight. Cavs and every other NBA team on the clock. Trade deadline coming up tomorrow. Sam's thoughts on all that. And our buddy Chris Rose from the NFL Network. They're a little busy. <laughs> Chris is coming up at 1 o'clock. But he's making time for us. Despite the busyness. I know. Yeah, I like but he that. gets to sit back and watch the Super Bowl this year. He's isn't very excited about isn't that it. Isn't great? Yeah. That'll be nice. I'm pumped for him. Uh, for the last all week and last week, too. We started the last Thursday. Our Browns positional breakdowns, and we're looking at a position today. Since there are so few tight ends on the team, we lumped them together with a specialist. So get ready for a two-part right now. Browns positional breakdown. Yep, now we can officially start it. So the, the tight end spot, Andy, to me was something that we didn't discuss enough this year because it was different than it's been in the past under Kevin Stefanski. You know, we know how much Kevin liked the tight end when he was in Minnesota and came here and, you know, they used three tight ends a lot and they, they really loved that position and the use of the tight end on the football field. And I, I have no issue with that. I think it's a a great, a great weapon for a team to have, but the Browns were a little different with their tight ends this year. First of all, here's where they sit right now. You've got, Two and a half guys under contract, and I say a half because you got a guy on the reserve future contract, and Harrison Bryant is a free agent. So keep that in mind. But in the past, where you had uh, Hooper and Njoku and Bryant and everything else, this year you had David Njoku, and then you had two guys who didn't do a whole lot in the passing game, which was kind of strange. Uh, let's start with Njoku. First of all, he's under contract for two more years. Okay. So you're you're good there. He has the ninth highest average salary on the Cleveland Browns. He's getting paid and they got their money's worth this year. He had eighty one catches, eight hundred eighty two yards, six touchdowns, hundred and twenty three targets. Those are all career highs. All career highs in catches, targets, yards, touchdowns, seven seasons in the NFL now, which seems hard to believe, doesn't it? It does seem hard to believe. 
David, but he came in so young, he was barely 19. He was tw- yeah, he was like 20 years old when he got here. 19 when he was drafted. He, yeah. Andy, I think he's established himself as top third tight end in the NFL. I'm not going to go upper echelon. I think he can get there. He's so athletic. I, I really like David, and I think he's really good. And I think there's even more to come. I do find it interesting that they fired their tight ends coach. You move on, okay. But David just had his best season, and he got rid of the tight ends coach. So seven of your top ten receivers are tight ends. Ninjoka was two behind Amari Cooper and had only five less targets. In fact, David Njoku had more receptions than Amari Cooper, 81 to 72. And when you break it down, the tight ends saw the ball in the air more than the running backs. In fact, the only running back that was in the top ten this year was Kareem Hunt, and he was ninth among receivers for the Browns. So I don't know necessarily that Kevin Safansky's overall big picture on the tight ends uh, and their role in the offense has has changed. You know, the other part but, about but Njoku... It, it's no longer a splitting or throwing three tight ends out there at you all the correct. time. Correct, yeah. We're not seeing you three tight ends. focused on one this year. Yeah, I'll buy that. Um, they, you know, tight ends are extremely important to him. Um I, I love the way they used Njoku this season. You know, even he had a little bit of the yips this year for a little bit of the season, but he was able to bounce back. And I love when if he drops a pass, they go right back to him because that's how much they believe in him because I think he needs that for his confidence. His numbers were outstanding this year. Um, you know, six touchdowns among uh, the best among receivers for the Browns uh, as far as catching touchdowns. So, uh, again, that tight end position is extremely important to him. And, you know, I, I, just, well, I wonder how much of the quarterback situation makes a difference. Does Sean Watson need tight ends? It may be as much as some of the other quarterbacks did, especially if you're a guy like DTR that needs a quick outlet pass because you just don't see the field the same way that Deshaun Watson would. Those tight ends always seem to be a great release for quarterbacks. Well, this screams to me that there's something coming at tight end. Uh, they're paying David a lot of money. They should and he performed like he's being paid a lot of money this year. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is they threw the ball to him more than they ever have before, like over 123 targets. That's phenomenal. But Jordan Akins, who was brought in, he has a past with Deshaun Watson five years in Houston, caught only 15 balls for 132 yards. He's under contract for another year. Harrison Bryant caught only 13 balls for only 81 yards. He did have three touchdowns. But – this was a guy, Andy, I thought might take that step this year. Instead, he took a step back. And I don't know that I did can Did he bl- or did they use him more as a well, blocker? Except for this. If they used him more as a blocker, okay. They also used him under center on quarterback sneaks, which right. I thought was really cool. I like that. Yeah. I can't see him being back here. I can't either, especially as a free agent. Right. They'll go out and get a nice young tight end. That's, that can, can, and that's the point. They have another guy who's under contract, the reserve future contract, mm-hmm. Zaire Mitchell Payton. And he didn't he played in one game. And he And he looked pretty good in the preseason. Well, he didn't catch a pass. He played his college football at Notre Dame mm-hmm. College in South Euclid. Mm-hmm. And then one year at Florida Atlantic, which is oddly enough where Harrison Bryant also went to college. So you've got three guys under contract Najoku, Aikens and Mitchell Payton. I think this team adds a tight end in free agency. I agree with you. And and a pretty good one. And there are there are some pretty good tight ends available in this free agent group. Uh if if you're looking for Travis Kelsey, well he's not out there. You know, you, there's you're not going to find that kind of a guy. Unless he demands a trade, 
says, bring me home. My brother and I want to go home. Well, if Tay falls in love with Cleveland Heights, maybe they move home. I oh, there's so many nice houses over I, there well, at South a, Park. It's beautiful, of Right when you come up yeah. Fairmont. Oh, there's gorgeous but houses. Let there. me throw some names at you. Mm-hmm. Free agent tight ends. And don't think of this as, oh, wow, that's our guy. Think of it as, as what a nice compliment to David Njoku. Hunter Henry, who was in New England, was a charger. Dalton Schultz with the Texans. Gerald Everett, Mike Gesicki, who I was Penn, a Penn Stater, Miami, and was with the Patriots. I think Gesicki as an extra tight end, receiving tight end, would be terrific. Uh, Noah Fant, Austin Hooper's out there. Robert Tanyan, who was in Green Bay and really good with Aaron Rodgers, but has been a little injured. Irv Smith was with Minnesota and Cincinnati, former Alabama guy. And then the guy that my, Al Michaels calls Albert O. I, I like this guy a lot, and I'll try to not butcher his name. Okwigbunum, I believe is how you pronounce it, but I'm sure I'm not quite correct. Okwigbunum. And he was with Denver, you might remember, and then ended up in Philadelphia. I was surprised he didn't stick in Denver. He's going to be a free agent. I, I think he's a really interesting young talent. So there are free agent tight ends available. I expect the Browns to sign one. If not, I expect them to get one in the draft, Andy, and not in the fifth or sixth or seventh round. I would expect them to either get a free agent tight end who plays or draft a tight end who plays. Let me, can I, I just want to correct one thing because this is driving me nuts. I want to make sure that when I said among the receivers for the Browns, I know I said that uh, Kareem Hunt was what, uh, ninth. I, I don't know if I just skipped over Jerome Ford or not. He was one, two, three. He was fourth in receptions this year. I don't know. It was just, but he doesn't play me. tight end. No, I know, but I'm just saying among receivers right. for, you know, how you break right. it down, where your wide receivers, running backs, and specialist, Andy. Yeah, specialist. Let's yeah. just get this out of the way. Charlie Hewlett's 34. He's under contract through 2026. He's going to be long snapping for the Browns for a long time. He's very good. He's Done. excellent. And there's you know why? More, and there's nothing more to say there. You know what makes a long snapper great if you really don't know his name? If you don't we do know only the, because you admire him so. Well, because I think he's a fantastic he's long snapper. He's very good. And if you want your kids, your best shot probably at the NFL is at long snapper. If you can teach your kid how to long snap, you got a shot. I'm just telling you. Or kick, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. I would probably say Dustin. long snap. But the, the key to Charlie Hewlett is, you know, a, a real Browns fans know who he is. And if you don't know who he is, that means he's doing an excellent job because all the snaps are good. You don't Way to go, a, Charlie. You don't need a long snapper. No. You also don't need a kicker. Unless... And I read this, and I can't believe I read it. Somebody said you might cut him because of money, and I thought, "Are you kidding me? He's not making that much contract uh, money." Dustin Hopkins is under contract through twenty twenty four. Good, already, already got a deal. That's something we don't have to worry about. He missed two games, and he was still tied for twelfth in points. He missed two games because he was hustling. I don't ever want him to hustle yeah, again because he did a stupid thing. Yeah, well, I don't know. He, he's uh, Stupid, he was trying to stop a play. You're going to get mad at a guy for making a play? That's yeah. not stupid. Yeah. That's if, never stupid. If, if he had, yes, it is. It's not stupid. He got mad at Baker for making a play. Busted up his shoulder. Not a good idea. Kickers, quarterbacks, don't make tackles. Well, you know you. what? I don't think these guys should ever cross the street then, ever. He tried to make a play. I can't. How can you be mad at any athlete for hustling? I'm not mad. Just don't do it. Well, I'm not going to tell a pro athlete that they're stupid because they hustled to make a play. Hey, Dustin, I know you played defensive back in high school. You're not going to catch the kick returner. Okay, there, done. Uh, He was 8 of 8 on 50-yard field goals, which was great. Let me just say this. He's not going to be as good next year as he was this year. 
because he was so good this year. His history tells you he's not a great 50-plus kicker. I'm, he's improved. He's not going to go 8-for-8. Eight eight. I don't expect him to. I'm, I hope he's back here next year. I expect him to be back. He should be back, Andy. He was outstanding, and it was a terrific move by Andrew He Barry. was a game-changer, especially Terri- early abs- in the season. Absolutely. Yes. Terrific move by Andrew Barry. Here you go. We're going to disagree on this. Corey Bohorquez was uh, eighth in the NFL in punting. Mm-hmm. Punters average ridiculous yardage now, 49.4. And he was 11th in net putting. He's a free agent. I want him back. Okay, why are we going to disagree? Because if they don't bring him back, they'll just go get somebody else, and it really won't phase me. It's hard to find a good punter. There aren't a lot of Dave's Astadils out there. I'm just telling you. That's true. I would like to see the guy come back. If they think that they can save money, because they're going to have to save money and pay other guys. If they think they can come up with a good punter and not pay him as much as Bohorquez, all right, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. That said, I would like to see Corey Bohorquez back. I thought he did a really nice job for this team. Amen. I second that. There's no argument. We agree on that. No argument there. If they don't bring him back, I'm not going to get upset. Uh, I, I, I'm going to keep my eye on him somewhere else, and he's going to come back to bite us in some game we play. Against oh, he, he's really It'll good. Happen. He's really good, and I hope they bring him back. Yeah, I do too. And if they don't, he's a punter. You'll find somebody else. Probably. Can I give you the one of my favorite Kib Shanley lines of all time? Jeff, why are you stealing my scripts? Is that what it was? No, that wasn't it. Oh. Um, Gib, of course, the legendary Cleveland broadcaster and former voice of the Browns for, I think it was 24 seasons. Gib had a thing that he used to say. He'd say, because if, if a Browns punter had a bad game, he'd say, we got 300 million people in this country. We can't find 32 guys who can punt a football. That's why he was the greatest. It always cracked me up. There's our positional breakdown. Tight ends, special teams. We do need a kick returner. Specialists. Specialists. We didn't do kick returners. Yeah, I don't think Jakim Grant. I don't know if that's. I think that ship has sailed. He's a free agent. They got to find. Maybe. uh, Maybe. Maybe. No, he's a free agent, too. They'd have to bring him back. Well, they could bring him back. Mm -hmm. And, Andy, I hate to say this. They'll go get somebody to return. I had such high hopes for Jakim Grant. I know I did, too. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to go wide receivers. Oh, get ready. The fun will be flying tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
The guys have been kicking this one around for a couple of days, so we're going to talk about it. Explain. Dartmouth, you know, smart school, right? You're in New England. You're an Ivy Leaguer. Congratulations. That's all well and good. What do they plan to do here, Andy? They could change college athletics. All right, so let me give you the facts. This is straight from the ESPN article. The NLRB, or the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, now, see, the, I'm scared already. Okay. You're, you're talking about college athletics and National Labor Relations Board. Correct. They ruled on Monday that Dartmouth basketball players are employees of the school. That clears the way for an election that would create the first labor union for NCAA uh, athletes. So the NLRB said, hey, if you guys want to vote on being union, you can. You are employees. That's what that says. All 15 members of the Dartmouth men's basketball team signed a petition in September asking to join Local 560 of the Service Employees International Union, which already represents some other employees at uh, the Ivy League School in Hanover, New Hampshire, which, by the way, is absolutely gorgeous, beautiful campus. Unionizing would allow players to negotiate not only over salary, but working conditions, including practice hours and travel. Wow. That that's a, that could be a little bit of a nightmare. Although it gives them the, the – the, it'd be just like the you know NFLPA, NHLPA, Major League Baseball. It, that'd be the same there. Um, quote, because Dartmouth has the right to control the work performed by the Dartmouth men's basketball team, the players perform that work in exchange for compensation. I, fi- I, I find – that the petition for basketball players are employees within the meaning of the National, Relabon- National Labor Relations Act. That's the NLRB regional director, director, Laura Sachs. That's what she wrote. All right. Can I? Can now I, I have the school's response if you want to. All right. To. Can I ask sure. a question before we get to that? Sure. If you're an employee and you're labor, doesn't that mean you get paid? Yes. How can Dartmouth athletes be employees when the Ivy League doesn't give out athletic scholarships? Define the word paid. Compensation? I would think. The free education could be compensation. They don't get that. How do you know? Because the Ivy League does not give out, well, Dartmouth does not give out athletic scholarships. Uh, do they give out academic or any kind of aid? They give out athletic or academic scholarships, but okay. they do that to all students. So are all students employees of the school? Are All, all of the... Uh, academic aid uh, packages the same for everybody? I don't. I would not. I don't, so therefore, so. the compensation they're could be different. On, they're based on need. Well, supposedly. it depends. I mean, need of what? I mean, you could also get scholarships in other realm. I mean, we could they, debate they, this till we're blown. Well, I'm, just, I'm just wondering where do they get their money from? Because I, I don't understand the employee aspect since they don't get athletic scholarships. Well, what she's saying, according to this, that they're employees because, uh, I just read it, um, because Dartmouth has the right to control the work performed by the Dartmouth men's basketball team and the players perform that work in exchange for compensation, I find that the petition for the petition for basketball players are employees. So there is compensation, according to the NLRB, she agrees that they are compensated. How? I, I don't know. She's with the I, NLRB. I, I, I mean, does I, it no, matter? I'm not asking yeah. you. I'm just throwing it out. How are they compensated? Well, I mean, they get free food. Do all students get I, free I food? I would assume when they're on road trips, they get fed. Oh, I would assume they get fed all the time. Most Division One schools are fed. Those athletes have a place to go eat anytime they want. 
So I'm just, I mean, my, I'm, my guess is, Andy, they get swipes on their little card to go into the cafeteria like every other student. Um, I they, totally they do not I mean, have athletic scholarships. I tell you, at Ohio State, they had their own separate place to go eat. Well, that's so, a different I, world. Than, well, it's a than, Division One school. I can tell you that well, Dartmouth, Kent State's a different world than Ohio State when it comes to athletics. And Kent State probably has their own places to go eat for the athletes. Probably, but yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just asking. All, all I'm saying is, seriously, Ivy League students playing basketball are university employees. I'm not arguing with you. It's not your ruling. You know, NIL and full rides and everything else. Okay, that's one thing. Ivy League? Sorry. And just to clarify, the Ivy Leagues, and just to reiterate what you said, Ivy Leagues do not award merit, talent, or athletic scholarships to prospective students. Right. Instead, right. they offer some of the strongest need-based financial programs in the world. For instance, all of the Ivy League schools are committed to meeting 100% of demonstrated need for prospective students. So that's so if you are a need-based student at an Ivy League school, and you could probably make the argument, I'm sure that need is, is a vague word too. Sure is. Um, that That's your compensation. Right, but that doesn't separate them from a normal student who may get a full academic ride or something So like let me ask you this. Let's just say a normal student is working in the cafeteria and the cafeteria is organized. Are they allowed to be in a union? If a normal student is going to I, school, I'm not, of maybe, course they can. Maybe. If there's a food and workers union there, should they, they, they probably yeah. have to join the See, union. What, what we're leading to is this. We're, we're going to, as if it hasn't already been ruined, you're getting ready to ruin what we know as inter, intercollegiate athletics. And it's going to change. I mean, it has to. The the NIL is changing all that. If you're going to call athletes employees and you're going to put the school on the hook for more stuff, it's not like the Ivy League is like the Big Ten or the SEC. They're not cashing in on their academic, on their athletic programs, not to the extent of the others. They might make a little money on it and make it you know profitable. Well, there's nothing wrong with making a profit. There isn't. But if you're you know if you're making gazillions and gazillions of dollars off of it well then you have the sec and you know the acc and the big 10 and that's that's a different world than the ivy league and if they're going to pick the ivy league as the test case for something like this andy and, and not that they have the, the dartmouth kids apparently went after it and then the nlrb gets involved well what well what, they agree with the kids i think the kids well, should be compensated what are they going to say or about ohio should... state what are they going to say about texas what are they going to say about alabama louisiana state I mean, then all of a sudden, all these guys are employees. It's going to change. It's going to change a lot of things. If the school can, I think the point there from the NLRB was the school dictates the hours that they perform. Yeah, you got to come to practice. The school also dictates what time you can take uh, Algebra 3. Well, you have options there. Does that make there. you an employee? I'm sure that they offer more than one Algebra 3 class, don't you think? Okay. So, so you may have options. Yeah, but I'd like to take it at 10 o'clock at night on Thursdays. Nope, we don't have it there. Oh, then you're dictating when I can take it. Dirty Dan's in Cleveland. Dirty, Dirty Dan. Dan. What's up, Dirty Dan? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Now, I like it this is a little bit of a question, but it's I, I have a statement before, if that if that's okay, Andy. Sure, go ahead. Dirty Dan. It's All okay right. with Jeff too. All right. Look, like Dart, you, you guys brought it up. Dartmouth, Ohio State, Kent State, they're all different worlds. They're, I mean, they're all different worlds. And, look, 
QB1 is not the same as QB2. QB2 is not the same as, as left tackle three. Like, the, the point I'm trying to make is that they're trying to make everything fair, and it's just life's not fair. It, it's not fair. And, like, I don't know. I, I don't like the equal pay, the, you know, Dartmouth, every, every, every player is an employee. I don't like it. I like how the NCAA has done it. It's, you know, if you're a good player, you get the Trans Am in the driveway right before <laughs> signing day. Like, that, that is what I want. Okay? I mean, now oh. it's a little bit more Man, out there awesome. with NIL, but that's how it should be. It's like, I, am I completely off base here? I don't. I've always been a big fan that I think player. I mean, I've always thought that players should get some kind of compensation, especially if they're selling the jersey without the name on the back of it. I've always said that. Like, so you. I mean, the basketball team at Dartmouth is the one that organized. I got to believe. I'm looking at their attendance for hockey games. They average twenty one thousand a game for their hockey games. Or twenty one thousand. They had twenty one thousand. No, their average. I'm sorry. Twenty one thousand went to the game. North Dakota averages eleven thousand per game. Never mind. Bills and Parma, Bill. You know, this is a great dis- uh, discussion, especially about the Ivy League. You know, the Ivy League cannot cry that they just don't have the money because their endowment, like Harvard, is in the billions of dollars, not millions. Yeah, it's billions. Nuts. You're right, Bill. And, and this fact that they don't give scholarships is hilarious. Well, um, they, they don't give athletic scholarships. Right. But that, but, so you know, so I, well, then they should because you know my daughter was a Division One swimmer at a SEC school, nice, and she swam six to seven hours a day. And it was Missouri. And I'll tell you right now, uh, it was a job, and she liked it. Luckily, but the bottom line is, there, there's these kids, especially at Dartmouth and these places, they deserve it. The money is there. And the fact that they have to negotiate it this way, you know, Dartmouth could have just said, you know what, we will give scholarships here. We we do believe we have, with our billions of dollars, have enough money to give this to you. And so they kind of put themselves in this boat. I believe it's a lead a league wide um, decision not to give I, athletic scholarships. Well, but again, this is, I mean, just look how cheap these guys are with their billions of dollars not doing that. And and if you know, if they didn't have these sports for these athletes, that would be a strike against them. Well, it would. Bill, and thank you very much. Interesting conversation. Interesting interesting situation. And uh, we're just starting to scratch the surface of this kind of stuff. NBA trade deadline is tomorrow afternoon. I believe it's 3 o'clock, the actual deadline time. Will the Cavaliers make a move? Should they make a move? Will they wipe the floor with the Washington Wizards tonight? I believe the answers to those uh, will come out of Sam Amico. Coming up next on Basket and Phelps. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 